Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of Lydia Brown Ministries, where we have a conversation about faith and bringing revival to your life. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Brown Raphael. I am looking forward to getting right into what God has for us today. So welcome. I am so glad that you are here. And I know that the Holy Spirit wants to download even more to you this week. We talked last week about the call. And this week, I want to talk to you a little bit about the ministry. There are a lot of young ministers that listen to this podcast and ministers of different ages. And if you're young, just starting out, some of this maybe you haven't heard. If you've been in for a while and you're more seasoned, I'm sure you've heard this. But, you know, when the Holy Spirit anoints something... It can come as revelation and it can be an encouragement to you and edify you and just remind you of things that maybe you already know, maybe some that you don't. But regardless of where you're at in ministry, I ask you to open up your heart to receive from the Holy Spirit because these are some important things for us to understand that are in ministry. And, you know, maybe you're not in ministry, but you're a part of a church or, you know, you're related to someone who is, or, you know, you you have children that are, or close friends that are, this can be a blessing to you as well. Or maybe there's something that God has for you to do in ministry, in your home church, in serving God and volunteering wherever He has you. So there's something that each and every one of us can take away from this to be a blessing to ourselves and then turn around and be a blessing to someone else. The very first thing I want to say here is that the ministry is God's production center. It is His field. Okay, and and it is a field where men and women labor. You know, I remember whenever I was in Bible college, Pastor Hagen would always say, uh, ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. And I always remembered that and it stuck with me. It is true. Ministry, it, you know, most of it, when you get up to minister or, you know, maybe you're preaching a sermon or you're giving a Bible study, um, those are, that's just like the 5%, 10% of ministry. The majority of ministry is work. It is W-O-R-K. It is laboring. It is planting seed. Matthew chapter 13. It is cultivating the soul. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It is gleaning, weeping, and rejoicing. Psalms 126. It is an office of called and chosen men and women who are assigned by God to fulfill and to enlarge his dream in the earth. See, we are in the family of God and we are in the great campaign in the earth to win back our Heavenly Father's family. And so, yes, there is the fivefold ministry, which I'm not 
getting into that as much today, which um, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, uh, evangelists, teachers, there's, you know, the fivefold ministry. But today I'm really talking to you about the field of ministry and about how it is a, it's a field where we labor and we work for the Lord, and that can look very different. It can look like an administrator or a hospitality visitation. Um, it can look like apostles, um, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers. It can look like counselors, prison ministries, elders. It can look like um, you know partners, financial supporters. Um, it can look like just caring for the orphans and the widows. It can look like being a missionary or a deacon or a worship leader or caring for those who are in need. And the list could go on and on. It is a school of high learning, a university of wisdom, where we are taught about Jesus Christ and his principles. And we're given reward for our achievements. So we are taught so we can turn around and teach others. Because how many of you know that in order for you to pour out, you have to be poured into? I can remember traveling with a youth ministry uh, through my teenage years, started at the age 14. And we would go and we would spend a week uh, usually around a week, sometimes longer, at a local church where we were we would hold a revival, and in the morning we would have morning sessions where our leader poured into us, and then at night we would turn around and we would pour out to the congregation, and different ones of us would minister through song, through word, through uh, different dramas, uh, dances. The list goes on and on, but the point is, it doesn't matter where you're serving, you have to be poured into so you can turn around and pour out, amen? So we are taught so we can turn around and teach others, because how many of you know that you remember what you teach others? So if you don't understand information good enough to turn around and to teach someone else, most of the time you probably don't remember it and you don't retain it very well or understand it fully or as well as you could if you are able to turn around and teach it to someone else then you get more clarity on it and it's just more sure and and you're more certain of it that doesn't mean you go out and teach everything you know but what you do know you should be confident to be able to turn around and teach someone else if need be so the ministry is a place where we learn how to develop our knowledge, right? Our new knowledge that we're learning and cope with everyday life, bringing our daily lives into subjection to the word of God that we teach to others. Because it doesn't matter, my friend, where you are or what you do for God. None of us are exempt for life. You know, we're not all walking on water out back on the pond, you know, eating uh, manna that's fallen from the sky. You know, uh, we're not all wearing halos here. Some of us just have real life that we face and nobody is exempt from that. And ministers aren't as well. So if you are in ministry and you're a minister of the gospel, 
you're still going to have life that you face. And there's going to be things spiritually, physically, financially, relationally, emotionally that you might have to walk through at times. But this is a place where we learn how to develop and and we use what we have learned and we um, implement it in our everyday life. And we know how to use our authority as a believer. We know how to get up and walk in victory every single day. We know how to live by faith, to walk by faith. We know that we are born of God and whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. So it doesn't matter what you face, you're going to overcome. You might just be starting out in ministry. I want to talk to the young minister who is just starting out and maybe you have hit a bump in the road. I want to remind you of who is on the inside of you, that you have the greater one living on the inside of you. I want to remind you that what God started, he will finish. You just have to let him be Lord like we talked about before. You have to trust him and live a life surrendered to him. And you have to tell yourself, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. That's another great piece of advice from Pastor Hagen. He would always say, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. So it doesn't matter what season in life you're in. I want to remind you that you cannot be defeated and you will not quit. You let it come out of your mouth. You let yourself hear yourself say it. Speak it out. Be confident of it. And remember that God has given you the tools that you need to live this life victoriously, regardless of what you face in life or in ministry. You know, Jesus, he is the head of the church. He is the vine and we are the branches. So we receive everything we need for life, for ministry, and everything else. We receive it from Him. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that I'm not out here doing this by myself, but that Jesus is helping me. I want to remind you that the ministry is a place of high honor and respect. Okay? We as future leaders must hold our own ministry in high esteem. So that means that you're held to a level of accountability. That means that you are to walk with integrity. See, your gift will open doors for you, but your integrity and your character, that will keep you there. The ministry is a place of growth and maturity. It has a way of causing you to grow and and to stretch you. You have to grow up spiritually if you ever want to truly be effective in the ministry. Growing up spiritually is going to be of the utmost importance. See, we are um, we must accept that we have that responsibility and. We must do what God asks us to do as sons and daughters, not little babies, right? We got to grow up. And, and the ministry is a gigantic body under the leadership of one head, Jesus 
Christ. He's the leader. He's the head of the body. And we have every other part of the body. We have different field ministries that are out there working. And each and every part of us are important. But ultimately, we got to remember, we're all going in the same direction that the head of the body is going. Jesus Christ is. He is the head of the church. Next is the ministry is the only field of occupation where you receive eternal rewards. Isn't that awesome? You receive eternal rewards. And that could be for any one of us who are believers. You don't have to be in full-time ministry to serve the Lord in ministry. Ministry is just serve, it's just service. It's being a servant. It's just doing what God needs you to do. And we each, as a believer, have a place in the field ministry, in our local church body, or where, whatever, wherever we're called. We all have a local church body. Some of us travel with evangelists or missionaries. We're in the ministry of help, helps, whatever. You have eternal rewards, my friend. Next is the ministry is a place where your tears reproduce souls. That's what um, Nancy Harmon would always tell me, a dear mentor of mine. I travel with her for many years. She would say the ministry is a place where your tears reproduce souls. See, joy is promised to the sower who goes forth weeping, bearing precious seed. Psalms 126, 5 and 6. You know, I can remember there would be times that I would be with Nancy on the road and we would have a prayer meeting and she would just weep and she would cry and she would flow in the Holy Spirit and she would pray in the Spirit and she would travail and she would intercede on the behalf of other people, some who she knew, some who she didn't. But she truly taught me so much about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, not being afraid to cry, when you feel the Holy Spirit, not being afraid to fall to your knees, to raise your hands, to lay on your face, and to intercede and to cry and to pray and to let those tears fall if you want. Because joy is promised to the sower who goes forth weeping, bearing precious seed. And so there were so many great times with her, you know, in in the times that I had to travel with her. And that's just one of many things that she taught me. See, God will send different men of women, men and women of God into your life that you will learn from, that you'll glean from, that you'll receive from. And then you take it and you pass it on to somebody else. You know, next is the ministry will be no stronger, no pure, no more stable than you are as a called minister. Your ministry will never be stronger than you are spiritually as a called minister. You know, and the ministry is governed, my friend, by love, protected by love, covered by love, trusted into this world by love love himself, God himself. It's all about love, right? Though we speak with the tongues of men and angels, if we have not love, it profits us nothing. If we give our body to be burned, but we have not love, it profits us nothing. 
ministry is governed by love. And that has to be the very top priority of everything that we do. Next is one plants, one waters, but God gives the increase. You know, there are so many great scriptures for this, and I'm not going to read them all today because of time, but I'm going to just share them with you if you want to jot them down. It's in Ephesians 4, 11 through 6, 1 Corinthians 12 and 1, 2 Peter 3 and 9, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7, Psalms 1, 26, 5 and 6, Proverbs 4, 5, 6 and 7. The ministry is a place of integrity, truth and loyalty. Amen. And it is a place where there are eternal benefits. Just like we talked about earlier, eternal rewards. There, you know, there's only one thing that any of us can take with us when we leave this life. There's only one thing. For God so loved the Lord, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John three sixteen. People are the only thing that we can take with us when we go. People are it. And so when you look around at everything in this world, the only thing that's eternal are people. And we're all going to spend eternity somewhere. And so there are eternal benefits, yes. There are rewards, yes. But the eternal impact of souls spending eternity in heaven or hell, at the end of the day, the very most important thing any of us will ever do here on this earth in ministry is to lead someone else to Jesus Christ. He said that he goes to prepare a place for us and he's preparing a place for me and you and he's preparing a place for those that we're called to that are going to receive him as Savior and Lord. I want to leave you with this last piece here that the ministry and it's a place of victories and sometimes challenges. But with Jesus, you could overcome it all. And with him, you have the victory. So no matter what you face, I want to remind you that you've got what it takes to come out on the other side. When you first received that vision or you first received that call and you fell in love with Jesus and you have so much in your heart to do for him and you just want to serve him and you just want to work for him, but then maybe you hit some challenges or some bumps in the road or it gets hard, I want to remind you, my friend, to keep on sowing, keep on planting, keep on plowing. You cannot be defeated. You will not quit because the greater one lives on the inside of you and you have his name, you have his word, you have his authority and the enemy is under your feet and Jesus Christ always causes you to triumph and he always causes you to win. So you stick it out. You stick it out to the very end. You set your face like flint and you run your race. You run your race and you don't have any regrets knowing that at the end that you can stand before your heavenly father and him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. 
You have what it takes to persevere. You have what it takes to not just start, but to finish. Don't just be somebody who starts. Anyone can start, but not everyone finishes. You are a finisher, and don't ever forget it. Well, my friend, I have so enjoyed our time together today, and I hope and pray that this is a blessing to you. If you will, share this with someone else. We want to be a blessing to as many people as we possibly can, and we know that God is putting this podcast in the hands of people that He wants to hear this message because it's revival time, and He needs all hands on deck because Jesus truly is coming soon. So until next time, this is Lydia Brown Raphael. And remember, Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ himself, go tell somebody today that he is coming soon. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. This episode was brought to you by the partners of Lydia Brown Ministries. For more ways to connect with us or to sow into our ministry, please visit the links in the podcast description.